Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. You know, last Sunday we started this Thanksgiving. And I just want to hit some highlights of the sermon last Sunday. Maybe you get your pen out and get ready. Gratitude is more, it's, it's, it's more than an attitude. It's, it's a choice. Remember the story about the lady, her husband passed away. She's in her 80s, and they take her to the old folks' home. Or they call it a retirement center. I, when I grew up, it was old folks' home. I know it's not politically correct. And so they set her in the lobby, and the lady said, they're getting your room ready. It's just about ready. And she goes, I'm going to love it. And the lady goes, you've never seen it. How do how you know you're going to love it? She goes, because I choose to love it. She made a choice. She didn't want to be there, but that's where she had to go. She made a choice, an attitude that she was going to have the victory, that she was going to love it. How, 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 about, how about remember Thanksgiving keeps you close to God? When you're thankful to God, it keeps you close. How about it's an act of humility to humble yourself to God? You know, God can do more with your surrender than he can with your control. That's deep right there. What, what you surrender to God, then he's got it. But if you still got it, not going to happen, huh? You, if you could have fixed it, you would have already have, wouldn't you? You'd be a multimillionaire and you'd be in, you wouldn't be in church. You'd be living on your own because you've got it on your own. You see it all over, don't you? And so, uh, you know, we, we got to use our faith to be thankful. So y'all ready? Everybody ready? Let's get into today's sermon. Sermon. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, the discipline of thankfulness, Lord, that you stir our hearts and to receive from you today. We thank you for the victory that's in Christ Jesus. Amen. So Psalms 104 is one of our foundation scriptures. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and bless his name. You need to enter in. So this is how you go to prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, holy. Holy is the Lord. You, you're recognizing who God is. And so when you're thankful, you recognize who God is. And then last Sunday I read this scripture, so I started to take this one. 1 Thessalonians 5, and we're going to start at verse 15. We didn't read 15, and we didn't read 21 and 22, but look at what it says. See that no one repays another with evil for evil. But always seek after that which is good for one another for all people. Rejoice always, okay? Rejoice always. I like that. 17, pray without ceasing. 18, and everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Leave it right there just for a second. If you're praying to know the will of God, here it is. Here it is. What's God's will for my life? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And thanksgiving. This is why I'm preaching this today. This is God's will for all of us. Now, now, do not, uh, do not quench the Spirit, because if you don't do those, you'll quench the Spirit in you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. And I ended it with 22. Abstain every, from every form of evil. Notice I started with evil and I ended with evil. Because there's evil in the world. Paul told Timothy in the last days there's going to be perilous times. It's ugly out there. But 
We're going to rejoice always. We're going to pray continually, and we're going to live thankful. But that's the will of God. This is the whole gist of the sermon. There's evil, and bad things are going to happen. But we're going to what? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and, and be thankful. Now, this, this, is, uh, this, this is a little meaty today, okay? You know, the, the Bible talks about the milk of the Word and the meat of the Word. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm going to give you the Scripture just for a quick. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, let's look what it says. For though by this time you ought to be teachers... You have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God that have come, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. Leave it right there just for a second. The milk of the word is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, Beloved, let us love one another, for God is love, and everyone that loveth is born of God. He that knoweth God loves God. For God is love. You know, it's, it's the, oh, oh, you know, it's like eating a piece of cake. Makes you feel good. Milk, but meat, you know, meat's little, you got to digest meat. It's not cereal. You know, you got to digest the meat and you got to die. Guess what? The milk makes you feel good. The meat makes you change. The meat of the word comes to change you. We won't change. Well, we got to change to be, you know, to, to conform to his image. So, so, so this is the solid food. We're kind of talking about some solid food today. I mean, I like cake and candy like everybody else, but we also have to live by the meat of the word and do what the meat said. And so let's finish in verse uh, 13 and 14. It says, for everyone who partakes of only milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. Right standing with God, for he is an infant. And look at verse 14. But solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Can you tell good from evil? Can you see it coming? Do you recognize it driving down the road? Do you see it in the paper, hear it on the news? That's evil. Well, just because you recognize it don't mean that's all that. You've got to come against it. That's right. You've got to take a stand on the Word. And that's where Christians are missing it. We, we see evil and we don't come against it. Uh, well, let's just let's pick on a hurricane. Are hurricanes from God? No. And so when the hurricane forms out and starts coming across the Gulf or coming up the Atlantic, we're supposed to pray against it. Right. It's not of God. It's a curse. It's a curse in the earth. How about, how about strep throat? It's a curse. Right. It's not a blessing. You want scripture? John 10, 10. The thief comes not but to kill steal, and to destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. Come on. Abundant life. Hurricane don't bring life. Strep throat don't bring life. You don't want to get out of bed. You know, I know a girl that had to go in the hospital because she wouldn't swallow from strep throat, just kept spitting in a cup because it hurt to swallow. Dehydrated. Got dehydrated. It's a curse. Judge good and evil. The Word of God shows us what's wrong, what's right. Well, here's another thing. If Jesus rebuked the storm and God sent the storm, wouldn't Jesus be rebuking God? And they'd be doing this. No. They were in agreement. Jesus said, I don't say anything or do anything unless the Father tells me to do it. And so I heard another question, and I'll address it in just for a second. So the me, the Word, lets you know you're alive. 
You ever worked out and was sore? You know you're alive. Boy, I never had to, I'm sore in muscles. I never, you know, the meat, the meat will work on you. The meat of the word will work on you. How about, how about the, the, it lets you know you're alive. How about the grace lets you know that God's alive? The grace of God lets you know God's alive. Listen, listen, God doesn't uh, give you a pass to skip the rules, but the power to do the rules. Here's another one. God <laughs> said that God will not give you more than you can handle. Guess what? He will. Why would he do that? But he'll never give you more than he can handle. So if you're in him, you're relying on him and trust and faith in him, if it's coming against you, you go, okay, you. There you go, go, God. See what I'm saying? So see, the devil's going to come at you with everything, guns blazing. And all you do is turn to, to God. It's not yours to carry the battle. The battle's not yours. The battle's the Lord's. And so rejoicing, praying, and being thankful gives it to God. We're going to break this down in just a little bit. But that's how, you, that's how this thing works. That's how it's a little deeper. Well, I just don't want to go through bad things. With it. Then you might as well don't die and go to heaven. You know, it's like the guy that come up to, to Brother Hagin and said, pray for me that I don't have bad thoughts anymore. He goes, well, if I pray, could pray that for you, I'd pray it for me. That's right. But bad thoughts come, bad things come. There's all kinds of things that happen, and you've got to take a stand on the Word. And, and you do it by rejoicing in the Lord, praying without ceasing, and being thankful. Now, I'll, I'll explain why, and it'll help you, and you'll see it in just a second. But our biggest challenges are sometimes our greatest opportunities for spiritual growth. What waits for us on the other side of our problems? How we navigate ourselves through by a lifestyle of thanksgiving. A thankful heart stays aware of the presence of God, even in the midst of hell. Do you know Jesus, the presence of God came on Jesus in the midst of hell? The Bible said he made an open show of the devil, grabbed him by the horn if he's got a horn, and drug him in front of all the other angels and said, you follow this? And drug him back around in front of them. Are you sure this is what you followed? They made an open show, embarrassed him. Jesus embarrassed the devil in his own territory in hell. Come on. We serve. It ain't no battle. It, it, it ain't no, it's a battle for us, but it's not for God and Jesus. Come on. So if we're in Christ, then the battle's won. We got to start being thankful and looking to what God has already set before us and what God has done. Now, now, now I know it's preached that God puts stuff on you. But it's not true. Let's look at James. And James, if you look at your notes, James 1, 2, and 4. Consider it all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials. What? Joy? Consider it joy? Well, uh, and I'll give you another analogy in just a minute. In verse, verse 3, it says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Testing. The devil's going to test your metal. The devil's going to see if you believe what you really believe. He, that's what he's trying to. You look like Jesus to the devil. Don't take your helmet of salvation off because you look just like Jesus. But what we do, we oh, it's just me. And we take our helmet off and then he'll bop you right in the nose. That's what Mike Tyson said. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Then the plan goes out the window. 
And the devil will punch you in the face. That's what he's something. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. To set you back. To hold you back. And so in verse 4, it says this. And let endurance have its perfect result that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Come on. Endurance. Endurance. And so... And so, so as we look at this, let's read verses 12 and 13 too, just for time's sake. I'm skipping to 12 and 13. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Woo! There's a reward for serving God. Now, I'm, I know this is what's going to happen. We'll get a crown. But when we stand before Jesus, we're taking that crown off and throwing it at his feet. Because that crown's because of him. Look at verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. And he himself does not tempt anyone. So the tempter is who? Satan. That's one of his names. The tempter. The accuser. He has several names. He's a liar. The father of lies. Invented them. And there's nothing new under the sun. He just takes what God has done and twists it around. Nothing new. There's no new drugs. Oh, they come out with stuff, but drugs are drugs. Alcohol is alcohol. Sex is sex. There's all kinds of temptation, and it was that way from the beginning. All right? Nothing new. Oh, they got this. No, it ain't new. And some people say, well, there's a new way of believing. No, they've, they've had cults from the beginning. I mean, it didn't take long for the devil to twist. What God, look at Cain and Abel. Look, from the beginning, he's, he's been the twister and, and the shaker. So, so we need to, uh, we knew. This, why we're teaching this is because, you know what? When we step into heaven, we're going to have a body full of the glory of God. But listen to me. Here's me. God wants you to walk in glory now. Right now, God wants you to walk in the glory of God, to be consumed with it, to be thinking about God, to be going somewhere to happen and showing the love of God, being a witness, being a sign, knowing how to pray. Some of you, you don't want to be out talking to nobody. You don't like to talk. You, you know, you, you'd rather be in the, in the background not talking. That's fine, but learn how to pray. Amen. Learn how to pray and come against things. Take a stand of righteousness in your prayer life. Because not everybody is called to go. Some are senders. If you go, we'll pray for you. Hmm? Hallelujah. So he wants to develop you to carry his glory in this evil day. That's what this is about. This sermon's about you carrying the glory. Well, you know what? How about God showing you sin in your life? He shows you sin. I already said it. When you see sin, God shows you sin. Guess what? Repent. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Okay? Stay with me now. Confession of our weaknesses agreeing with what God is all, already knows about you. I can't, I can't, if I confess that, I mean, what will God think? He already knows. <laughs> and he loves you anyway. He sent Jesus to die for you. Come on. So, so look, this is where the power's at. When you say, God, I need help, then the grace God gives He'll give you grace to forsake whatever's hindering you. Grace to turn from it. Grace to be empowered over it. 
If you're tempted for pornography, say, God, here it is. I need help. And the, the anointing, the grace, the glory of God will come and, and turn, and, and you're, you're agreeing with him, and whatever's keeping you in bondage, if that is it, God will set you free. Hey, alcohol, drugs, whatever, anger, strife, whatever it is, God will set you free. The choices of how you deal with bad situations in life will build your character and integrity. People with character endure. Our character needs to be based on God. Amen? So let's go to number one. Number one, rejoice always. Rejoicing always means to choose joy. That's what we said last Sunday. We're choosing joy. We're going to choose joy. I always like rejoice is refuel. Let's re-rejoy. You know, anybody joy level ever get low? Mine gets low, but you know what? You can't shout glory to God three times without having your joy fill back up. Your smile comes on your face. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, look, people are already starting to smile. It's glory to God. I'm driving down the road and people think I'm crazy because I'm glorifying God. And they, they did it. Uh, what is, uh, she said last Sunday, I, I feel like jumping. I'm so excited. And he goes, well, Pastor Brad says jump. The Bible says jump, leap for joy. Yeah. Paul said leap for joy because I, I, I told the story several times. All the kids were arguing, fighting, carrying on. It was just, just shut up. You shut up. You know how kids are. Not y'all's, but mine anyway. And uh, I said, get in the living room right now. In the name of Jesus, this has got to stop. And I said, on the count of three, everyone, you going, we're going to leap for joy. They looked at me like, you have lost your mind. I said, no, we're leaping for joy. Because, you know, after they get about 15, 16, you can't whip them no more. But I can make them jump. <laughs> and we got in a circle, and I said, one, two, three, jump. Whoo! I said, everybody got joy? I said, oh, we got to do it again. Leap for joy. And they tell you, this is the truth. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. But guess what? They wasn't no more arguing. Joy came. So, so we have got to joy. Trouble comes. How about trouble comes to build you? What? The devil wants to test your metal, but on the other side, you'll be stronger. Okay, I'm going to go there. I wasn't, but I am. So, so LSU played Alabama yesterday. is ranked number one, number two. I had to go there. But why, why did they play the game? Why didn't they just you know, get up there and talk about it? Oh, you know, we're going, we got a better pastor. We got this and that. No, you got to play the game to win. You got to live life to win. And your opponent is the devil. Come on, that's who your enemy is. Tim's not my enemy. You're not my enemy. The devil's my enemy. We got to stay focused on the victory that's God and know that the devil's coming and, the, and that's the game. And we have the victory. Even if it kills me, I still have the victory. Because I'm, I'm in Christ. Come on. So, so look at that. Uh, the rejoice always. Nehemiah 8.10 said, let's put it, on the, put it on the screen. Then he said, go eat fat, the fat, drink the sweet, send the portions. Man, this is the first time they'd heard the word of God and for years and years. And they cried because they hadn't been living by the word. And they said, no, this is a holy day. And, and, do, not, and do not be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, Nehemiah hired people. To rejoice. What's your job? Well, I'm a rejoicer. Are you a rejoicer? 
I want people on the stage that can't sing a lick, but, but they can rejoice in the Lord. And it makes you smile, and your joy level rises. Nothing wrong with that. He hired people to rejoice. Now, you know they weren't putty duds. Hallelujah. I just don't feel like it today. Well, you ain't getting paid. Oh, hallelujah. Huh? Well, that's fake. No, you start when something, you know, you, you got to start thinking and keep reminding yourself of what God has done. When you think about what God has done, that's when the joy comes. Where God has taken you, what God has done for you. You see, joy comes from remembering and knowing who God is and what the Father has done for you. So let's go back to the milk. For God so loved the world, the Father so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son. Do you remember that? Will you remember that in the morning when you don't feel like getting up and you got to go to work? <laughs> huh? The joy of the Lord is your strength. And so we have got to get to that place. Complaining violates your conscience that always points to God. Your inner man, your spirit man. It's always pointing to God. But when you complain, you're looking at the devil and what he has done, and you're making him bigger than God. Rejoicing makes God bigger than the circumstance and situation. Joy comes from remembering and knowing who God is. Do you remember the milk? If the milk makes you feel good, then you need to be remembering the milk daily. Reminding yourself daily who you are. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm an overcome. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I have the victory that's in Christ Jesus, even in death. 1 Corinthians 15, victory, victory, victory. B-I-C-T-O-R-Y. Let me put my cheerleading clothes on. That's what you got to do to yourself. Victory's mine. Number two. Pray without ceasing. We all want effective prayer. How do you pray without ceasing? You can pray all the time. Just have your mind on the Lord. What good has God done? Oh, and you know what? When you find your mind drifting, you go back to it. You sing. You praise Him. Huh? Listen, there's some things here that, that you need to remember. We have access to the Father and all of heaven through Jesus' sacrifice in His name. You know, we're, we're to pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, uh, you won't ask me nothing, but in that day you'll ask the Father in, in my name. Now, now, it's important to pray in the name of Jesus, but here's the gist of it, really. Here's the, the, the simple fact is that you have the name of Jesus, and it's like a check that he has signed, and if you can find it in the Word, you can have it. That's F-A-I-T-H. He paid the price for it. All of heaven is yours. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. What's in heaven? That's what's supposed to be in earth. That's where we take our stand on what's supposed to be in the earth by what we know is in heaven. There's no sorrow in heaven, no sickness in heaven. I can sing all them old country gospel songs. This old world's no place for living. Not enough care, not enough giving. But see, I'm, he's looking for... The future, what's in heaven? What's in heaven? So what, but wait a minute. See, that song removes that we're just going to wait on the sweet by and by, but we're supposed, this is the sweet by and by. We're not supposed to walk through life with our head down defeated. We're supposed to be rejoicing. 
Even when they're dragging you off to jail, you can have a smile on your face. Serving God. For being a Christian, not robbing a bank. So, Philippians 4.4. 4. This says the exact same thing, almost, that we read in 1 Thessalonians. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I will rejoice. This is Paul. Did you know Paul was shipwrecked three times, beaten with rods, stoned to death, whipped? They tried to kill him everywhere he go. And he goes, again, I say rejoice, and I will rejoice. Are you kidding me? What did he have to rejoice about? And we get a hangnail. We think, oh, my goodness, I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to make it. Oh, and he was shipwrecked three times, stoned to death one time. They gathered around, raised him up, whipped him with rods, whipped him with steel rods, just uh, trying to kill him. And we just, look at my finger. Come on. Fortitude, character, drive. I serve the Lord most high. I am one of his servants. I am one of his sons. I'm one of his daughters. Amen, amen. So rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. 4 and 5, verse 5. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Now listen. To your brothers and sisters, you're gentle. To the devil, you're not. Get thee behind me, Satan. What Jesus said. The Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. To prove who he was to the devil, to the world. How about your testimony? The devil's going to come and try to destroy you, but you're going to come out the victor, and everybody's going to say, I won't be like them. Hmm? You got the victory. We ain't got time for the mullet grubs. Y'all don't know what that is. We ain't got time for that. Let's finish this here. Verse 6. Or is that, or is that, so be anxious or in fear. Don't be in fear of anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. With prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and the peace of God, which passes all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You want the peace of God? Got to go back. Go back one scripture. Verse 6, be it, don't fear anything, but in everything prayer. See, when you fear, it's yours. When you're afraid, you're dealing with it. Oh, there's a woolly booger out there. Or whatever. I may get sick. I'm going to the hospital. I'm going to have to do like that. I may get some kind of sickness. You can't go in fear. You never go to Walmart. I ain't touching that buggy. Ain't no telling what who picked her nose and touched that. And I grow saying it. But, but see, don't be afraid, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be thankful. God's got you back. Amen. God's got me. God's got me. And if I do something stupid and I just get killed, I go into heaven, I still win. I still win. Because, I mean, you know, we do stupid things driving. Quit it. And I got to quit it, too. We do. We take risks and chances. And God didn't tell you to do that. And then they say, well, the Lord took him. No, he was doing stupid stuff. 
I mean, I, t- I tell the true story. The guy heard rattling, and he opens his car up doing 35 and looking under the car trying to go down the highway. Thank God he survived, you know, down through the ditch and off there. People do crazy things. So, 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 so be anxious for nothing, but everything. Let, 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 let's move forward. Listen, listen. Peace by continually putting the things in the Father's hand in Jesus' name. If, it's, if it's something comes against you, and, and, and it's dissettling, it's, you know, it, it makes you anxious, stop. Okay, I'm not supposed to be anxious. So, Father, I take this right here that's making me anxious, new job, grandma's sick, whatever, my kids are acting up, they have no joy, I'm turning and giving it to you. That's why, you know, the old, old, old timers called put it at the altar. You, I say put it in God's hands, you can put it at Jesus' feet. You know, you're giving it to God, and then you're going to trust him. This is what we talk about the fourth Sunday. Next Sunday, we got something different, but, but we're trusting God. God's able. How many of y'all know God's able? I mean, a friend of mine picked up that alcoholic, and he said, God can do anything. But he wasn't doing anything for him because he wouldn't let him. You got to let God, you got to put it in his hands and let God do it. Put it in his word. Number three, in everything, give thanks. Thankfulness keeps you focused. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thankfulness keeps you focused. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. See, it brings you back to, to, to focus. So rejoicing, your joy level's up. You've just prayed, and now you're thankful God's going to answer. If you pray according to his will, you pray his word, God's going to answer. I, you know, I thought about it today. I told somebody, I asked somebody to do something, and they said, okay. And I said, thank you. Now, they had not done it, but they were on their way to do it. I did not see them do it, but I knew it was on the way, and I said, thank you. Now, if I can trust somebody to do something that I asked them to do, how can I need to trust God when I ask him to do something, and he said he will do it. I may not see it right then, but I know it's on the way. And so I say, thank you. Amen. Say, thank you, it's on the way. Thank you, my kids are saved. Thank you, my husband saved. Thank you, my wife saved. Thank you for a new job. I've asked you for it, so now I'm in the Thanksgiving mode. What happens is people won't go back and start begging. Oh, Lord, I didn't see you. What are we going to do? No, we're going to live in Thanksgiving. Once you ask in faith, if you truly ask in faith, if you didn't, if you're just throwing up a, uh, I, hope I, I hope I can fly, I hope I can fly, I hope I can fly. Frog don't fly. I know I didn't say frog, but I know what y'all's thinking. So, so hold, hold on, hold on. You, got, you have got to think, you've got to ask according to his will. Find scriptures. Find the word. Stand on the word. Release the word with your mouth. Father, I stand on your word that Jesus bore my sins. Thank you that I'm forgiven. Forgive me of all my sins. Now, thank you. And the devil's going to say, but don't you remember? No, I'm, uh-uh. Thank you, Lord. The devil's going to come back and say, don't you remember? Nope, thank you, Lord. I've been forgiven of that. It's been washed away. It's been washed away. The Bible says that his blood washes us white as snow. But guess what? Your mind has to be renewed. 
That's why I told you, don't kiss somebody ugly. You'll never forget it. It'll come back and haunt you. Because it's in your mind. And the devil can play that run, play that reel of all the stupid stuff that you did. But listen to me. God loves you. And God wants you to wash. He wants to wash your mind with the Word of God. He don't want you to replay the hurt and the pain of the past. He wants you to be free. And so tell the devil, quit in the name of Jesus and take a stand. So thankfulness keeps you focused. Keep your list of blessings longer than your list of needs. We focus on needs too much, don't we? How about on what we got? You know, I tried to help you last Last week when I said that 20%, America's poorest are richer than the average Europeans. Focus. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on your needs or are you focusing on your blessings? How many have a prayer list written in their mind? How many have a thankful list that you can go down? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Remember the old hymn, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Have you counted them? How about sitting down and just writing down what God has done? Huh? Come on, for your own personal, uh, and stick it in your Bible. Pull it out every now and then. Thankfulness. What are you thankful for? Listen to this. You may want to write this down. Grab a pen. When you pray from need, you're praying from a hole. What do you mean? The Bible says that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We're supposed to be looking down on our problems, not up at our problems. Down on them. Matter of fact, what does that one preacher say? If you want to tell the devil something, right on the bottom of your feet because he's under your feet. When you pray from a need, you're praying from a hole instead of heavenly places. The place of desperation instead of the God-given authority of every believer. You have a God-given authority to pray and believe and to take authority. Jesus took authority over sickness, death, sin. He got in, in, in places and people's lives were changed. Read the story in Nicodemus. Read the story of Zacchaeus. Was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a tree. It changed his life. Matter of fact, he was wealthy. He was a tax gatherer. He got to keep a lot of it. Jesus said, I'm going to your house today. He started giving money away when Jesus left. He started giving things away. He changed his lifestyle. He, he changed his life because he wanted to serve the God he saw in Jesus. Are people seeing the God in you? Man, that's deep. That's heavy. That means I got to change. Why not? Why not? How about in everything give thanks? It keeps your need in the Father's hand. Remember I said pray and put it in the Father's hand? How about when you're thankful, it's still in the Father's hands? When you pull it out of the Father's hands and start worrying about it and fretting over it, 
It's you again. But thanksgiving keeps it in the Father's hands. Thank you, Lord. I still see the need, but I thank you that you're taking care of it. I thank you, Lord, that you've got this. You're a big God. You're a great God, and you've got this. I still see the need, but I'm thankful that you're taking care of it. Father, I just let you have it. I bind the devil over it, and it's yours. And all these thoughts that keep coming back, I stop them right now in the name of Jesus. Huh? Oh, this, this is how you change. This is how we change, to change our thoughts, to change our life. And we, God wants us to change. So I'm going to just run through a list of things because we close here. I got about six or seven of them. Thankfulness takes the sting out of things meant to harm you. Being thankful. Are you thankful? Thankfulness helps you get through to the other side of the difficulties you face. Being thankful. In the midst of difficulties. Still breathing. Still alive. Still got a chance. Difficulties like criticism... Like loss and betrayal. Huh? The difficulties you face, like criticism, loss, and betrayal. You can't be trusted with praise if you can't be trusted through criticism. That's deep right there. You can't handle, you know, people being, well, you, you think you all that. Being critical of you. You can't be trusted with gain if you can't be trusted in loss. Huh? You got to learn to trust God, period. And everything helps you to trust God. Well, I didn't get the victory in that. You know, you know when, when, when I don't have an answer prayers, most of the time I give up. Huh? So, so you know, just real quick, faith is like, is like planting a garden. You plant a seed in the ground. You, you don't see it, but you thank God for this garden. It's going to be beautiful. It's coming up. But you ever seen anybody plow the garden up before it came up? I have. In life and in prayer. If you plow your garden up, you got to replant. See, there's chicken houses where we grew up, and the, the rice holes is what they put in the bed of the chicken house. And then they scoop that up when they sell the chickens, and they sell that for fertilizer, full of ammonia and stink. It stinks. I used to have I cleaned up chicken houses. It stinks. But you, you take that, and you put it in your garden, and you can grow anything. And so this man planted his garden, and it was coming up, and the neighbor said, man, that garden looks good. What would you do? He goes, I use chicken fertilizer. He goes, uh-oh, your whole garden's going to taste like chicken fertilizer. The guy didn't know any better, and he plowed it up that night. God was picking. You don't plow up. You don't quit on God once you've asked him for something. You cannot quit. You cannot plow up the garden of prayer and start over. Stand. The Bible says, having done all, after you've prayed, you've believed, and you've released your faith, stand. Having done all, stand. Stand, therefore. Amen. Stand. And you know what? You got to put on your helmet salvation, your breastplate of righteousness. That's where it's going. Is you got to stand in everything of God because the devil don't want to let go. But he's got to in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So we're going to be thankful. 
We're going to pray without ceasing? Are we going to learn to rejoice? How about when everything's going bad? You know, uh, how about, you know, I'm just thankful I'm in the game. Hey, if I'm in the game, I got a chance. Somebody texted me last night about the game, said it's a crazy game. And then Alabama scored, boom. I said, it ain't over till it's over. And that's the way my life is. It's not over till it's over. I'm going to fight the devil till I leave this place. And I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to be thankful. Because that's the will of God for me. And I've got to fight the devil tooth and toenail for my kids, my mom, my family, anybody else. And for this church. Stand in the gap for you. Thank God for our church. You need to say, thank God for our church. You know, we're having an effect in the community. We want to do things to change, to bring, to build the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom of God. It's not, and guess what? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us building the kingdom of God for God. Amen? And all of us working together. Amen? So, so, so what are we going to do? We're going to rejoice. We're going to pray, and we're going to be thankful. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We rejoice in you that you're greater than every circumstance and situation that we face. Lord God, that we just cast our cares over on you. Cast everything that we have, Lord God, every care, every problem. And Father, that you change us to be fitting for your glory, that we walk in your presence, that we have your presence in us, that you give us wisdom to do business in this life, wisdom to minister to people, to love people, to bring healing to those who are hurt, Lord God, we thank you, Father, that you're greater than every circumstance and situation. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need to get saved. I want to give my heart to God today. I see your hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see your hand. Anybody else? So let's all pray that together. Say, Father, today I come. I give you my heart. I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I accept that. I believe that, that I'm a child of God because I say it with my mouth and I believe it with all my heart. In Jesus' name. Now look at me. Maybe you're here today and you're dealing with some junk. This sermon's for you. It's time to put it in God's hands. It's time, it's time to, to get your joy back. It's time to know that God's greater than anything you're facing. God is greater than anything you're facing. So that should bring joy. Come on, smile if you have to do it by faith. Come on, work on it. And now, 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 then, then so, so what you need to do, if whatever you're facing, you got a problem, you need to go find a promise. A promise for the problem. God sent promises to take care of problems. Okay? So you need to find a promise, and if you need help, there's a team of ladies over here that know promises to pray those promises in your life. You need to go visit them. But if you have a problem, we're going to start right now. If you, if you have a problem you're facing, first rejoice, then you need to pray, and then you need to be thankful because you're going to walk out of here, and if your husband's ugly, he's still going to be ugly. But you need to be thankful. And I don't mean ugly with the face. I'm talking about acting ugly. Maybe an alcoholic, maybe, you know, maybe lazy, whatever. But maybe you're believing for a husband or a wife. 
It's time to get in faith. It's time to believe God. Huh? This is the day and age to believe God for deliverance, for whatever. He's a good God, and he's on your side. But what have you put into his hands for him to work with? How about putting yourself in his hands fresh and anew? Let's all do that today. Say, Father, I put myself in your hands. Change me. Make me new. Help me to make right choices, right decisions for my life, for my family, who I marry, what job to take, what job to leave. Lord, you direct my steps. For your word says, the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. Help me to see your path for me. Amen. So, so, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna rejoice. And guess what? Romans says, eight, the sons of God, the daughters of God can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. That's what we just pray. That the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter, that the Holy Spirit's going to lead you. Say the Holy, bump somebody, say the Holy Spirit leads me. I, I know this is different, but we're going through this because you need to have this. You know what I say? I submit, to, I submit to God. I resist the devil and submit to God. How hard is that? Say, I resist the devil and I submit to God. Now I say, I hear his voice and the voice of a stranger, I will not follow. I follow the voice of God. Now start expecting to hear God. Now, some of you are going, well, I ain't never heard God. Then it's time to start. Because I, I, I went along 24 years, and I, somebody, my pastor said that, and I'm like, are you crazy? Nobody ever told me I could hear God. But I can, and I asked God, and he went back. I went back from a kid all the way up to that day that he, where he spoke to me. And I argued with him. I still argue with him. I have to get over that. I quit arguing with God. Because he'll say, go do something. Are like, you sure you want me to do that? That'd be embarrassing to me. Huh? But hear me. God stirring us to rejoice, to pray, and be thankful. So are you thankful? Mm-hmm. Let me pray over you one more time, and we're going we're gonna to be dismissed here. Father, we thank you for your word today, that you stir us up in a greater measure. Lord God, to put you first. Oh, to be led by you to have the victory that's in Christ. Lord, as we live by your word and walk in your ways, Father, we thank you that there's victory, that we're overcomers, that we're more than conquerors, just like your word says. And Father, that you strengthen us in the inner man, that we can take a stand uh, for the things of God, for the greater things, Lord God, for really, it's all about you and your kingdom. And this life is, is fleeting. It's nothing but a breath. It's here, then it's gone. But Father, we thank you that we live for you, that you cause all these things to come. We thank you, Father, uh, for all your promises. We thank you for your word, that it is strong on our behalf, and we give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.